Welcome to the We Sweet Podcast. Oh, sweet mama, you will survive this and it won't last always. I know you're tired and you feel like you're letting everyone down, especially your little one or little ones. Postpartum is real and no matter how strong someone identifies, it happens. You matter and you will be okay. Before we get started, my sister, Dr. Latasha Johnson, a licensed professional counselor, will provide a quick disclaimer. We Sweet does not provide any medical or professional advice on podcast radio and social media. Anything said should not be taken as a replacement for medical, clinical, professional advice, diagnosis, or medical intervention. If you take any action or inaction, as a result of any of the content you consumed on We Sweet social media and podcasts, this is based solely on your decision. And We Sweet cannot be held liable for any of the consequences of such action or inaction. Thank you, my love. How are you? Absolutely. I am doing well on this beautiful Sunday evening. How about yourself, sis? Well, um, I am perfectly perfectly fine and well I am grateful for that I am a little bit tired but that is because I have been working tirelessly today to give this season and um future seasons my all so I'm just happy I'm I'm happy to be in the presence of others alive and well um I know that some people are struggling a lot right now so I just want to give thanks I just want to give thanks I'm I'm thankful I I truly am um you know and I guess it's Sunday so I'm feeling a little extra uh praise in my heart but <laughs> yes <laughs> you know it should, it should it should be that always right but on Sundays mm-hmm. it's something about Sunday mornings uh, but anyway we're gonna uh, keep it rolling this one is this one is going to be such an important one um, and I, I, I feel like we know people that struggle with a lot of things that we've been talking about this season But this one, I know some people super close to me. So I'm just, Mm -hmm. you know, I was talking to you sis a moment ago before we, you know, hopped on the line. And, you know, I think both of us, our hearts are just heavy to make sure we do this with tender care. And that's that's my hope. That's my hope is that Mm -hmm. we do this thing with love and care. Mm hmm. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get it kicked off. Um, I am still my normal bubbly self, but <laughs> I feel like I need a little pick me up. <laughs> <laughs> so if I if I kind of drop down, y'all, just just bear with me. It's been a long day. So we're gonna start with question number one. How can I embrace change? And let's let's keep in mind that right now we are talking about mothers dealing with postpartum um so let's talk about how we can embrace change sis you do you want me to kick it off or you want to you want to jump on I, I can just realistically speaking uh, uh humanistically speaking change is hard mm-hmm. change is difficult but change is also inevitable mm. right we're going to experience change throughout our lifetime And so when I came up with a few points about how we can embrace change, the first thing uh, I came up with was stop comparing ourselves to others. 
Oh, yeah. Stop Mm -hmm. comparing ourselves to others, not our parents, not our grandparents, not our friends' parents, not not the young lady we met um, in the doctor's office visit, staying true to us, Mm. right? Shifting our perspective, a big one, being nice to ourselves, practicing Mm. daily gratitude daily gratitude because in life you know my clients love saying life be life or or now i'm here that was last year life is life and this year is life is life in times 10 mm. right mm-hmm. and so in the midst of chaos in the midst of a lot of negativity that we go on that that's overwhelming and it pulls at us it's emotionally exhausting we have to find time to, to write out to be grateful for and last but not least find your support system Whoa, okay, taking it out. <laughs> <laughs> and look, listen, and, and I don't know, God just put this one in my spirit too, but allowing time for yourself with self care. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I definitely, I definitely had some notes too, and, and I think our minds are just married together on this one. Um, because I had something on here to talk about your support system, but I'm all, I'm going to wait and uh, talk about that one a little bit later in this segment um, when we get to our support system. So I do want to hit that. I appreciate you for starting with comparison. I uh, won't give out any names because I haven't asked for permission. So I'll just say I know somebody. Mm-hmm. And I know I know somebody. And honestly, when I say what I'm about to say, you guys listening are going to say, girl, we all know somebody. Mm-hmm. All right. So I know somebody who is a mother and has spent a lot of her time on Facebook. And, uh, you know, we go to things like that to join support groups and Facebook will allow you to join certain groups. Mm-hmm. And you go there to have a community, to have some support. But when you go there, the same group that you become affiliated with so that people can understand the season of life that you're in. And I want to stop right there and say that change is definitely a time, a reason and a season. But when you are in that season, you are searching for people that are going or, or experiencing that same season right alongside you. So I may not want to talk to my friend that does not have children a lot about what I'm going through. I may want to talk to other women who have children. Right. And, and, mm-hmm. you know, I, I say I, but I'm, I'm saying that as though other women, because I myself actually do not have children. Uh, but we go to those groups. And those same groups we go to for support end up being the same places that we start doing the comparison. And we start looking at this mother meal prepped. And I was barely able to get a shower and get out of bed and go to work today, let alone meal prep. And so then I'm starting to feel bad about my motherhood because I'm looking at what someone else is able to accomplish that I have not been able to accomplish. And then I set these standards for myself according to someone else's lifestyle and assume, mm -hmm, and then I assume that I should be doing those things, but the reason why we cannot compare ourselves to other people is because we all have a different walk of life and we all have 
um, access to different things. Our lifestyles look different. So there may be a mother that can meal prep, but you don't know if that mother has a nanny. You don't know if she has a live-in mother or mother-in-law. So you're judging yourself against something when you don't even have the full picture that Facebook is giving you. So, you know, when we are feeling some of that insufficiency with postpartum and that I'm not good enough to be a mother in this season, don't let the enemy tell you lies based on half of the picture. Mm-hmm. So that's what I have to say about, um, you know, comparison. Um, going back, though, to us talking about embracing change, I also want to put this in there. You will not ever be prepared for something you have never done. Mm-hmm. You can prepare as best you can. And you can read all the self-help books. You can join all the mommy and me circles. You Mm -hmm. can join all the classes and all these things. Um, You can get to know from your, like, like my sister just said, your, your grandmother, your parents or whomever in your life that you look up to their motherhood skills. You, You can connect with these people to get advice and, and compare yourselves to that particular standard, but their life is not yours. So Mm -hmm. it is very difficult to compare yourself to a change you're experiencing and you've never, ever been through that change before. And and for those who have children and they are experiencing postpartum with their next child, Mm -hmm. even though you may have gone through birthing a child before, it's still a different season of your life and it's still a different change. Mm -hmm. So you haven't been through having a child and you already have children. So that's still a change. If you Mm -hmm. follow what I'm saying, you -hmm. know, becoming a mother for the first time is hard and becoming a mother of two or three is, is hard. You've never had to parent with multiples. So um, that's what I have to say about embracing change. When we're talking about this thing called postpartum. So sis, it sounds like I hear you saying, because we don't, you know, we still have to figure it out as we go along. We need to extend ourselves some grace. That's the word. That's the word, my sister. That is the word. Grace. Mm-hmm. Grace. And it's so funny. Sometimes we extend it to others a lot easier than we do ourselves. Mm. We, we are able to, to say, oh, you know what? My my homegirl, she didn't call me back today, but it's okay because I know that she has to get dinner ready for the kids and, and you know, the family or, or what have you. So it's okay. But then you give yourself a hard time when you feel like you missed the mark on something you were unable to do right now in this season called change. Mm-hmm. Grace is important. And I think we have to actually ask ourselves why can't we give ourselves that grace? Mm. And I think what that might ta- that might Ooh. take us to the next one. I don't know. That'll preach this. That I'm gonna stop. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. You, you, you go ahead. You go ahead. That is a loaded question. What hinders you from giving you the same grace that you extend to others? And mm. I know that answer is gonna vary person to person, but I, that was a sila moment. Mm. 
Mm. That was just a pause right there, sis. Mm. We're gonna we gonna leave them with that and let the Holy Spirit work as it needs to. Yeah. Um I I, I really feel like sometimes it's that thing called perfectionism. Mm-hmm. And so the 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 weight that you carry is heavier because you put a higher expectation on yourself sometimes than others. Uh, but we're going to talk about expectations too in a minute. Mm-hmm. We're going to mm-hmm. do that too. But I, I do want to let that permeate and us come back to why we can't give ourselves grace sometimes because I don't think that is one answer. I think that that is, oh man, it's several it's answers. It's many. It's many. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So let's talk about what it means to be human. Mm. Mm. <laughs> we said it at the same time. Girl, <laughs> because I think I think you know what they what they don't know is when we are preparing ourselves for this and these questions are are here, we are not really um oh what word do I want to use? It's uh, not rehearsed. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to say we're not prepared because I think the Lord prepared us to do this thing that he called us to do. You know, we may not know what we're going to say and how we're going to deal with the topic, but what's in our spirits and the work that we do in our lives, in our personal and professional lives, we've been called to a purpose. So we are prepared even when we don't think we are. That, that That's another word for this whole uh, <laughs> episode. <Listen>. We prepare <laughs> when we don't think we are. Uh, yes. But um. But yeah, you know, I I think we said "Mm," at the same time, because though we are more prepared than we think we are, we get into the situation and we are trying to approach it with the best solution. Mm -hmm. And I think that the this goes back a little bit to that grace thing that sometimes you are expecting yourself to be perfect. You are expecting yourself to have the solution but God is perfect. We are called to be obedient. Mm. Girl. Yeah, this is this one is hard for me. I, I mean, my, <laughs> my heart is racing. I am so nervous right now. I'm going to be honest. I am so nervous right now. I, I've done a lot of these shows and I am. I'm probably more nervous than the very first episode I ever launched, to be honest. Um, <laughs> because I'm sitting here, my heart is racing. I'm thinking, you know, intentionally about the things that I'm trying to say when I look at these questions. And my heart, you know, my spirit, that's what it is. My spirit is full. And I'm trying to give it to you as fast as it's hitting me. And and I and I'm struggling to do it. I'm struggling to do it because there's th- there are things hitting my my spirit right now to say, and I'm trying to slow it down so I articulate it as best I can. Oh. But I'm going to stop trying to fit it together perfectly because, as I just said, God is perfect. I'm just going here to answer the call. That's a, I'm just here to answer That's the call. This, this. So Let him have I, his way. Yeah. However, it rolls off my tongue, y'all. Just you know, forgive me, bear with me, and I will clean it up as I go. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. I, I think I, I think with being human, um, we struggle with it a little bit in so many different areas but for the sake of this show postpartum we struggle with it because we want to see ourselves especially in the eyes of our children as perfect Mm -hmm. as their as their example as their model and 
I don't want to screw this up. I don't want to harm them. I don't want to hurt them. But I don't even know how to show up for myself right now because I am tired. I am overwhelmed. I am trying to keep this child healthy, well, and alive. I'm trying to show up in my household. I'm trying to show up on my job and I am not okay. I am not myself. I don't want to get up. I don't want to cook. I don't want to clean. I don't want to do anything but cry and say, Lord, why me? Mm. But <clears throat> I think it is the weight of expectation that we put on ourselves mm -hmm. and we feel undeserving of the gift of motherhood. Mm. We feel undeserving of the gift of motherhood. And there's a lot of reasons why we might feel undeserving. And, and in the spirit of this whole season, that may be trauma. And you will hear us talk about trauma on probably every episode. That, that might be trauma as to why you feel undeserving. That might be selfishness because I still want to live my life the way I want to live my life. And I know it's selfish to think that and how dare I say that out loud, but I don't feel like getting up, feeding my baby. I want to sleep. Right. Right. It's not selfish. It's being human. Yes. Yes. My kid is sick and I got the flu and I'm supposed to take care of my kid, but who's here to take care of me? I'm not okay. I have depression. I have anxiety, but I'm supposed to take care of this kid. What about me? That's not selfish. Mm -hmm. That's being human. Yes. You are expecting yourself to be some type of, you know, out of this world, hero, stone, solid person that can do everything. But God mm -hmm. didn't design you to be everything you are trying mm -hmm. to take his position when you think like yes. that he only yes. asked you to be obedient and so you know it's like well you're talking about obedience but that still make me feel bad sis that still made me feel bad because obedient to me is being a good mom and I don't feel like a good mom mm -hmm. all right well I want you to go read about obedience <laughs> <laughs> yes. I want you to go read your bible about obedience mm-hmm because mm -hmm. obedience is submitting to the father's authority. Mm -hmm. You got to let go of trying to be in charge. Yes. Let go of your will. Okay. Absolutely. I'm going to, I'm going to pass that off a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So when I was hit with the question, what does it mean to be human? I, I was, I think I, Early on, I said, hey, this is a loaded question because initially my brain went in so many different ways as it regards the scientific definition mm -hmm. of what it means to be human. But due to our topic being about postpartum and the good mothers that we have and we salute out there that's listening, um, this is what I came up with. What it means to be human, it is defined as how we view ourselves which impacts our values, choices, and our relationships with ourselves and mm -hmm. others. To be human should mean to be compassionate with ourselves just as much as we do with others. It is knowing that it is okay not to be okay. Being human is embracing all that we are, the good and the not so good, because that's what makes you, you. Mm, 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 mm. Yes. I like that definition. We need to... 
you know, subscribe our own to the the dictionary. Wow. Mm. Yes. Because if you look at it from this point of view as a mom, that that one sentence right there, it's okay not to be okay. Mm -hmm. There are going to be moments where you're tired. There are going to be moments where you're wishing things can go back as they were previously before before becoming a mom. There are going to be a lot of things you think. However, it's okay not to be okay. It's okay not to be okay. That's the slogan. That's the slogan. It's okay to not be okay. Yeah, because you're not alone. Mm -hmm. I mean, I wish we would have had the chance. I don't know if this maybe you have it, but I wish I would have had the uh, idea to go and uh, view the statistics of how many women battle with postpartum. You're not alone. Yeah, I did not pull it, but we we can we can make time to do that. Um, mm-hmm. But I know, you know, like I said, this season is hard because I know a few people in my life close to me, um, you know, are experiencing this. So I'm trying to take my time. I'm talking a little slower than I normally do because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm I'm telling y'all I'm nervous. I'm trying to take my time to do this uh, because I want to be gentle, and I know what it is to be in a space. And people mm-hmm. are trying to help, but they're saying all the wrong things. And yes. they don't mean to, but where your spirit is in that moment, everything they say hurts. Mm-hmm. And it hurts in a place that cuts deep. You're already judging yourself. And the things that they're saying brings you down further underwater, like weight on your legs. And so I... I'm nervous, y'all. I don't want to. I don't want to say the wrong thing. And if I do, don't charge it to my heart, please. Don't. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Cut us some grace too. <laughs> yes, please. Extend please. us some grace too. Yes, because you know it's hard to, it's hard to have the best intentions and still, you know, affect people in the negative way. Mm-hmm. Um. But it's looking like, you know, in a very quick search here, that postpartum affects one in seven women, about 15 percent. But, you know, that is something real quick that I just pulled from marchofdimes.org. So, you know, Mm -hmm. there's other places we could go like CDC to get more accurate type of answers for things like that. But. Um, you know, I think CDC off of another quick pool has something like one in 10 women, but I don't want to, I, I, I bring that up. So, you know, you're not alone, but I know yes. my sister would agree with me that we don't want to you to focus on what the number numbers. you are. Right. Right. But just knowing that you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not just you. This it's, is something that is, that is, it, it is prevalent. It is and many prevalent. women go through it. Yes. And um, knowing that you're not alone helps you realize sometimes that you're not defective. Because sometimes when you go through things like this, you feel alone, you feel defective, and you're afraid to talk. You're afraid to tell people where you are and what you're going through. And with something like this especially, you know, it's, it's harder because of the level of, like, public nature of it you know if you're going through um depression for other reasons there are certain types of depression you can kind of hide because nobody knows about it um Mm. you know if you're sick god forbid 
nobody might know until you tell them what, what's going on. So you have that depression privately. But with having a child, you have the baby shower. In these days and times, you have a gender reveal. You know, you're supposed to do the Christmas pictures that people expect to see, um, you know, um, come to show up for Thanksgiving with family members or whatever. You know, some of these traditions, and I understand everybody might not do it that way, but I'm just speaking generally. You, you do these traditions and with things like that, you can't hide. You can't hide when you are not okay and you have to show up in situations that highlight this very public change that has occurred in your life, you can't hide. So mm-hmm. you you take it in um, even heavier because, you know, people are calling you asking, oh, when are y'all going to have another one? And you like, you know what? Mm-hmm. Some nerve of them, they didn't even ask me how I'm doing with the first one. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard. Change is hard. Being human is hard, but understand that for us, we are imperfect people. God never called us to be perfect. He only asked us to be obedient. And that means to submit to him and and his reign. And at the end of the day, where I am insufficient, he is enough. And we talked about that on a previous episode, that God is enough. Uh And so where you don't feel enough, You know, I believe it says in Isaiah that you can mount up on his wings like eagles and your strength is found there in him. But we're going to move on to our next one. Um, Number three. And my sis said something a few minutes ago that I'm going to come back to um, in just a moment. But let, let us move on to three. How can I accept the parts of me that I do not feel adequately enough? to be a mother. Um, So, I mean, I think that's going back to our grace moment that we tabled a few minutes ago. Mm -hmm. How can I accept the parts of me where I do not feel enough to be a mom? And I'll I'll start first with that one. You know, when when we think of inadequacy, I think that we forget to look at, and this was on a previous episode as well, God's version of you versus your expectation of you. So you're placing, again, you're placing expectations on yourself that might be very, very hard to reach. And that's not the version of you that God asked you to be. Um, So I I think it deals a lot with how we are placing certain standards on ourselves that sometimes might be unattainable. Um, And that doesn't mean you should not have standards for yourself or goals for yourself. But, you know, I think that sometimes we get into a place of a race where we think we're supposed to reach this destination. And really, you're just supposed to keep doing the work. It's not always about a destination. Sometimes it might be. Um, if, if, we're, if we were to be speaking about your career, you may have a destination in mind. But when it comes to motherhood and dealing with postpartum, at least this is my opinion. And I could be wrong, you know, but my opinion that I'll share with you guys is that you're seeking a destination as a mother. And really, it's just an everyday part of your walk and your growth. And each day you get up. And you just try a little harder to be 
as best a mother as you can, but there's not really a destination. You may have a goal in your head that if I do nothing else in this life, I want to be a blank mother. That might be compassionate. That might be kind. That might be protective. That might be supportive. Whatever that word is for you, just strive each day to put one foot in front of the other for that. But don't assume that there is a final destination because you are a mother until the end of time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. And one other thing I want to say about that, sis, is um, when we think about, you know, our first question change and we think about a time, a reason and a season, there's different seasons of motherhood, too. Mm -hmm. So while you may be experiencing postpartum right now, you'll get past it and then you'll enter into a different season and those seasons will be great. And then you have some that are challenging. You you don't know what it's like to raise a teenager. You've never done it. And if you have done it, you've never done it with this particular child. So, Mm -hmm. you know, just give yourself grace as we talked about. Give yourself grace. Yes, it's necessary. It's definitely necessary. Mm-hmm. There are moments where we will fall short. Let me let me be clear about that too. There are moments where you will disappoint yourself, but that doesn't mean you're a bad mother. Correct. You are growing and your children are growing. They are learning and you are learning. Just like we teach our children how to be good human beings in this life, God is still teaching you how to be a good mother, a good wife, a good Christian, a good sister, a good daughter. You, you, you will always be in this cycle of learning and growing. So don't be hard on yourself when you have a growth moment. And I like to call them growth moments. I don't really like to call them mistakes. You will have a growth moment. Mm. Yes, we will. Mm-hmm. And that's not just, you know, being a mother, that's living. That's living. And it's a part of change. Mm-hmm. Part of change. And some people Because says, we're forever evolving. Yes. Right, right. Um, some sometimes people uh, don't really deal well either with I'm going to say this word, but I don't want us to um focus too much on this word. But some people don't deal well with the word mistake or failure mm-hmm. or you know, not winning and things like that. And again, I don't want us to focus on those words for this particular conversation um, because I don't really think those words apply here. But for the sake of just generalizing it for any context, people don't deal well with, you know, falling short sometimes. And it's it's, um, very hard when they have a bad day because they think that they were always supposed to do things perfectly or right. And sometimes that stems from some childhood stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think we mentioned um, on the previous episode where we talked about being raised by overly critical parents Mm -hmm. or being housed in overly critical environments, Mm -hmm. right? A lot of that can come from those situations as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard sometimes to feel like you are failing at something when you grew up in environments that made you feel like it was not okay 
to make a bad grade. It was not okay to make a mistake. And I mean, I don't mean okay, because obviously we want the best for our children, but I mean like it was the end of the world and you were punished severely or something or critiqued very harshly. You know, you, you end up struggling a lot when you get older, because when you have these shortcoming moments and they are moments, they're not forever. When you have those shortcoming moments, you create these unrealistic expectations and standards for yourself and you you're not gentle with yourself when you need it most. Mm. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, so that that's 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 what I think about um not feeling adequate enough to be a mother. You know, I I I think that you've got to start believing that if God excuse me, if if God allowed for me to be the vessel to bring life that he created into this world, Mm -hmm. then I have a purpose and a duty and I can do this. Yes. Yes, you can. Because he didn't make a mistake. Uh -uh. Now, yes, there are people out there, you know, that they might need to surrender their rights. (laughs) There are people people out there. But, but he has a purpose for all things, even for those people. Uh-huh. And I and I think I cut you off, sis. Go ahead. Oh no, oh no! I was laughing at it because he factored that in too for those who uh may have to have their rights revoked or maybe should. He factored that in too. He factored that into the woman who could not conceive. Uh-huh. He factored that in. He sure did. So you know. I, 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 he always has a purpose and even yes. if you can't see that purpose right now or you can't see your purpose in the design of his purpose give it some time and give yourself grace right right all right sis you got anything else on that one or we can move on to the yeah other? I think I think it may piggyback a little bit off of you but the notes that I have as it relates to accepting parts of you that may not feel adequate enough mm-hmm. to being a mother uh, one thing I stated was the guilt we tend to carry as moms, especially new moms. It's mm-hmm. normal. Mm-hmm. That's going back to us saying previously, it's okay not to be okay. Mm-hmm. However, even though it's normal, it can definitely be overwhelming and emotionally exhausting. So we have to do some 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 research within ourselves. We have to evaluate some things. For instance, are you comparing yourself to others? That may be why you feel inadequate. Mm-hmm. Are you trying to be someone you're not? That may be why you feel inadequate. Ooh. Are you trying your hardest to not parent as you were parented? That very well can feed into that inadequacy. All of these things play a role in how we parent. Mm-hmm. So in order to accept our shortcomings, we first must make ourselves aware of our weaknesses. After you identify your weakness or whatever concerns you, then you can develop a plan on how to tackle those issues. But first, mm-hmm. we have to begin by being honest with ourselves. Why do we feel inadequate? Was it something we experienced? Was it something you seen? Mm, mm, mm. Ooh, okay, so I'm not ready to go to the next one. <laughs> I'm not. I'm really not. I'm going to take my time with this. Uh, take so your time. Take your time. I want to come. I want to come back to the two things you said that hit me um, like lightning, honey. Uh, You know, you're trying to be someone you're not. Mm -hmm. 
So I think that's difficult for people who have in their head, you know, this list and this list is what they're supposed to do. And Mm -hmm. um, I, I also have experienced before being around women who, you know, may be expecting and mm-hmm. and those women are, oh, I'm going to do this like this, or, oh, I read you should do this. And that's when the expectations are developing before mm-hmm. you've even given birth. And this is more so from first-time moms, not necessarily those that have multiples. And you have in your head, um, this is what time that I'm going to do this. I'm not going to do the co-sleeping. I'm going to let them sleep by themselves from out of the door. I am, you know, not going to let them eat any kind of food that's not pureed by me, Um, nothing Mm -hmm. out of the jars, no preservatives. And you are setting all of these standards for yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to breastfeed and I'm going to breastfeed for this amount of time. I'm not going to, you know, just quit or not do it at all. All these things, all these expectations. And in that you're reading these books or you have other expert parents around you that you trust their advice and you start trying to become those versions of of mothers that might not really be true to who you are and when I say true to who you are I mean you know although you will change and develop as you go on and become a mother some changes about your personality are not going to happen overnight so if you struggle with cooking right now and you know you don't cook a lot it's nothing wrong with that. It's nothing wrong with that. But mm-hmm. declaring that you're going to start pureeing food at 5 a.m. and you don't wake up till 10 and you don't really cook. I mean, that's mm-hmm. a hard expect. That's a hard expectation to give that's yourself. That's a very hard expectation. Yes. That's a hard. I'm not saying you cannot do it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not here to crush anybody's dreams. I am saying that you need to be realistic about some of the expectations you're setting for yourself because that kind of feeds into developing you know, some of these, um, you know, uh, failure type mentalities. I failed at something. You didn't fail at something. You set a bar for yourself that was a little too high to begin with. Now, Mm -hmm. maybe that's something you could grow into after you have perhaps, you know, been a mother for a little while and you've adjusted to the sleeping pattern of the baby and you have to get up all times of the morning and night, you're going to work exhausted and tired. Don't set that expectation for yourself to become this, you know, great little cook overnight. You may not even get to that phase until the child is a good three years old. So I'm just saying, give yourself some grace and that actually goes back to a conversation I had with a lady at church she told me and one of my very close friends you know when when you get married she said don't don't in the dating phase do something that you're not going to maintain as a wife if Mm. you if you don't do certain things now don't go into a marriage trying to do it because in the first couple of weeks of marriage That man is going to be like, who did I marry and where is the person that was doing this when we were dating? Because Mm -hmm. you sold somebody something you could not maintain. And so I take that kind of same perspective or notion. Be careful with putting way too many standards on yourself Mm -hmm. with trying to be something you're not. 
give yours and and that doesn't mean you can't grow to be those things but allow yourself time to adjust to motherhood and grow into those things and then the other one says you said avoid trying to be the parent that you had growing up you know you don't want to be um the parent that you had if there were issues with the way you were parented and that one is i think Probably, I don't know that we could put a percentage on it, but if I, if I can make up one, (laughs) that probably is like maybe 70% of people, or if not more, they declare Mm -hmm. when they're getting ready to become a mother, they declare what they will not do that their parents did with them. And sometimes it's coming from a place of hurt and sometimes it's coming from a place that, oh, I just want better for my kids than what I had. You know, and so it, it it could be for different reasons on that. But when you try to go so far one way than the other way, you might end up having the opposite reaction. And I'm not going to get into science because that's really not, you know, I'm a researcher, but not that kind of research. So <laughs> I don't want to start talking to you about the laws of attraction, but or hot and cold. If you warm your hands up too, too fast from coming outside, it's going to burn. That's not really my area. I'm going to leave that to my science nerds. And I love y'all. Two of my very close friends are in that particular world. But what I will say is that if you try very hard, to go one way, the opposite reaction might happen. And then that child, mm-hmm. that child grows up trying to heal from things you try to avoid. So I wanted, to, I wanted to talk a little bit more about those two. Ooh. Yes. Yes. Um, so I guess we can take it off to number four. Yeah, that hard hitter. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think that's another one where we both, before we got started, was like, ooh, um, if I struggle with the type of mother I had, how do I show up to be better for my child? So I guess where I ended was a perfect spot, huh? <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes, sis. I think I ended in a perfect spot. Avoid it. Well, where, where truly you ended, really, is that was your, your you know, statement. But, um, trying to um, not be the type of parent you had, which was such a good segue for this one. Um, I'm going to start with the word forgiveness. Oh, I'm going to start with the word forgiveness. And I'm not going to speak a lot on this one um, because I have a tendency to over talk. And I told my sister that before we got started. You know, we were talking about some of our vulnerabilities and I say, you know, I have a tendency to over talk, but it's, 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 it's because of what's in my heart. So -hmm. sometimes I go too far, but anyway, I'm going to accept and own who God created me to be and, and I'm going to rest with that. But anyway, forgiveness is what I want to focus on for our next question um, if I struggle with the type of mother I had, how do I show up to be better for my child? So here's where I'm going to go. Colossians 3, 12 through 14. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Mm-hmm. Verse 13, bear with each other. 
and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you, verse 14. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I looked at that question and like my sister, I was hit very hard by that one as well. Um, and I said, you know what? I don't want to give my own answer. I want to find something tangible to give people to walk away with. And I, I, I feel like that's necessary this season. So this whole season, you guys will hear us referring back to scripture a lot because we want to give people who are struggling with mental health and wellness something to walk away with. And for us as believers, a lot of that goes back to the word. So to give you something tangible for dealing with being parented, by a mother that may not have been the type of mother you desire for her to be. Mm -hmm. I'm calling you to have forgiveness in your heart. Um, If there is something she has done or the way she raised you was, was challenging for you, forgive her as God has forgiven you all throughout your life over and over and over again. And we're talking about your ability to forgive Love is the root of all of that. Yes, let love rule in your heart so that some of these things you're, you're struggling with healing within yourself, um, you can be set free. And I'm going to stop there. Mm. Since you said a mouthful, you said a mouthful. <laughs> and honestly, we're we on the same page. We're on the same page. So I can share what I have. Mm-hmm. I'll repeat the question. If I still struggle with the type of mother I had, how do I show up better for my child? So I wrote, we got to be careful with this because you can easily become the very thing you're trying to avoid, especially when you haven't healed. You know, so we may need to address our childhood and the things we liked or didn't like. So first and foremost, we need to accept it. It happened. It affected you, but it did not end you. I'll Mm -hmm. say it again. It affected you, but it did not end you. You now have a chance to do something differently. See, this is how we break generational curses. Mm -hmm. My second point goes back to what you mentioned earlier, sis. We got to forgive her. Mm-hmm. This does not mean trying to fix your mom and throw in her face how she did it wrong and how you plan to do it right. It is healing how those events impacted you. Remember, forgiveness is for you. And you're going to need it as you embark on your new journey of motherhood. This is how it aids you in parenting differently. Mm-hmm. So we must know what we want, what we don't want, and understand our reason is why. Of course, as a therapist, I have to plug this last point. Go to therapy. Yes, I'm so, so that glad. you're not wandering aimlessly your way through. And I find that with a lot of parents, when we don't have those readily, we those answers or solutions, we just wander aimlessly through. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I, I can't worry myself with that. I have too much going on over here. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. go to therapy so your therapist can assist you with developing a plan of action of how you could tackle these concerns. Yes, I'm so happy you brought up therapy. I was staying away from it because, you know, <laughs> I, I wanted you to talk about that. Um, 
I think people are afraid sometimes to go to therapy because they feel like it's admitting, as you know, that somehow is something wrong with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead of going to create a path way for themselves in the season of life that they're in you know and I think we talked about this in prior episodes we will plan and structure and organize everything else in our life you know you will plan to go you'll put out a plan to go buy the house you'll put out a plan to go get the car you'll put out a plan to achieve the next promotion at work you'll do the trainings and the certifications you'll you'll prepare yourself by going to school you'll prepare yourself by taking certain certificate classes or what have you to get certain credentials if you don't go to school you will do all of that why is it that much more difficult to um, create a plan of action for yourself um, to mentally navigate some things through therapy. So I don't, I don't want people to subscribe to the fact that there's something wrong with me. Now, if it, if you do feel like something's wrong with you, that's okay. That's yes. okay too. There's nothing wrong with that either. <laughs> but, but if you are afraid of going for that sole, you know, reason, therapy is not just for you know, and sis, help me get this right because you are the expert here. But it's not just for people who feel like something's wrong. It is gr- it's a great place for people who feel like something's wrong, but it is also a great place for people who want to do preventative care. And we talked about that yes. as well. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And I'll add, th- I'll add this too, sis. As, as adults, not just parents, but as adults, we have to do the very things we scold children for. Like, you, and, and this is just honestly speaking, most times adults have difficulties doing the same things that they fuss at kids for. We will fuss at our kids for sitting in the classroom for eight hours and not asking for assistance. But when our vulnerabilities or our insecurities or our shortcomings may cause for us to ask for assistance, we will not do it. We would yeah. sit and suffer in silence. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you know, sis, there's another one that popped in my head as we were talking that I don't want us to forget to touch. It's not even in our questions, but it hit me. And that's loss. That is loss. Mm. Some people are going through postpartum because they have experienced an overwhelming amount of loss and the grief is drowning them and they do not know how to get up and be a parent. For those mamas that are experiencing loss um, and you are trying to navigate becoming a mother in the midst of having lost a very influential person such as your mother, your father, your your grandparents, your best friend, and fill in the blank with anybody that I may have left out. But it is very, very difficult when you are grieving yourself and you are not even really mentally, even possibly physically feeling like yourself and you are expected to be in a joyous time and give birth to this child, I, I am calling you to um, just lean in to the Lord right now um, because you definitely, too, have to learn to give yourself grace. It's okay for you to grieve right now, even though you are going through this, you know, wonderful occasion of becoming a mother 
it's okay for you to not be okay. As my sister said, it's okay for you to be hurting right now. I just didn't want us to not touch loss because a lot of people that experience postpartum, they are in a very, very, you know, tough spot because of loss. And I'm going to tell you guys what made me bring that up. And I think God, you know, I told, I thank God, I told y'all when we got started with this, that my heart was heavy. I was very nervous. I wanted to do this the right way. I didn't want to mess it up. And let me tell you how God will give you the smallest little sign. I am drinking tea. Bear with me. This is going to make sense. I'm drinking tea out of my cup. My coffee cup says breathe, right? Mm. My tea is Yogi brand tea. I drink a lot of different brands, Celestial, Yogi. I like a lot of different ones. This mm-hmm. one is my lemon ginger tea. I know this makes no sense right now. Y'all are like, where, where is she going with this? Stick with me. <laughs> so the Yogi brand tea, it's like fortune cookies. It has little sayings on the part of the, the opposite end of the tea bag, the little paper that hangs out. And the cup is facing me. It says breathe. And Dr. Tosh is talking. And the little note is like sitting right in front of me. It flipped around somehow. And it says, and I quote, listen to me now. Mm. Without the darkness, you would never know the light. And it was like the Lord shook me. So I said, oh, we didn't talk about loss. Wait a minute. How can we do postpartum and not talk about loss? So I just want y'all to know that God is here in the midst of it all. And you're going to be okay because that was not in our plan to discuss. And my spirit was hit with that. So, um, yeah, sis, you go ahead. We have to go with it. We. How do I follow up with that, sis? I, I, I don't know because when you know you were you were speaking right before me, and I was getting ready to say something, and my brain was just like, "Wait a minute!" So <laughs> I I don't know where to go. Um, I know we have another question to hit. I don't know where to go, but you know, we were, we were talking about for sure, you know, navigating, having a tough, perhaps upbringing with your parents and trying to avoid becoming like them. And then you end up, you know, possibly, you know, putting your child in certain situations and going to therapy. And we're talking about the value of therapy. And, um, then we got to this thing called loss. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I know that that is tough and we cannot, you know, give you any sort of uh, uh, expedited way to get out of what you're feeling and going through. You got to go through it. And according to my little, you know, tea note here that's on the end of my tea bag, you know, I'll read it again. Without the darkness, you would never know light. So, you know, you you just got to move through this season because your faith is built when you are at your lowest. Yes, yes. Your I'll relationship. Mm-hmm. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. No, you yeah. go. Your relationship. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. I was just going to say your relationship with Christ is strengthened when you are hurting the most. Mm-hmm. I was about to say, sis, hurt can teach you things. Happiness could never. Ooh, wait. Could Hold never. on. Let me write that down. Wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Y'all know I like to have my sayings. Say it again. <laughs> Hurt can teach you things that happiness could never. I would, I, you know, I'm I'm sorry for those who are grieving, 
I'm sorry for those who are experiencing any type of loss. As my sis said, we don't get over it. Mm -hmm. Just learn how to go through it. Mm -hmm. And if you need any assistance with that, please reach out to your local resources, your local mental health agencies. Um, If you have any questions or even if you need assistance in locating someone, please. uh, And I know, sis, you're going to plug my information towards Mm -hmm. the end. But Mm -hmm. follow up with me. I would love to assist you with that. Yes, yes, yes. Please get um, the help that you need. And I think that that pulls us into question five that we have, which is our last one quite easily. Uh, How can I effectively care for me and my children? So we ended off a bit with therapy before we start talking loss. Sis Mm -hmm. just offered um, her services, you know, as well as a licensed practitioner. And then um, I'm going to state uh, something as well. Taking care of your mental, if you are empty, mama, is important. Um, And I'll say that again. Taking care of your mental, if you are empty, mama, is important. It's hard to pour, and we talked about pouring previously. It's hard to pour if you don't have um, the willpower. So when you are in a space where you cannot pour, you are deeply, deeply depressed, you are hurting, you are grieving for whatever the reason may be, be it loss, being, be it comparison, be it I'm just feeling, you know, like an imperfect human being, whatever that inadequacy may be, here's what I want you to do. And um, this is also the foundation of We, we Sweet. I want you to call your community because your community will pour on your behalf until you can. Sometimes it's just going to be a while. Sometimes you may be in your Bible, you may be praying, you may be doing scripture, you may be going to therapy, you may be going to church, you may be doing all the things you know how to do. And it's still just a process. You still are just Mm -hmm. not really yourself yet. And that is okay. When you're not okay though, it is, it is hard to reach out and it is hard to ask for help, but muscle up even an inkling of strength to call your community and they will act on your behalf, you know, and sometimes we don't want people to know our business. We don't want them to know why we're hurting because we feel vulnerable and we feel like they'll use our vulnerability against us. But in the sake of postpartum and you have children or family involved, you got to put aside a little bit of your worry about what people may do with the information they have. Find a trusted community and deploy mm-hmm. them when you need them to. Because the military deploys when the U.S. is in trouble. I need Come you on. to deploy your community <laughs> when you are in trouble. Call your church sisters that are your prayer warriors. When you can't pray, get on the mm-hmm. phone and say, I need you to pray. I can't do it right now, but I need to just hear y'all pray out loud on this phone with me. Um, I can't cook tonight. I need to call my girlfriends that are within reach and I need them to come over here and cook for my family. I can't do it tonight. Um, I can't take my child to volleyball practice. I can't take my child to, you know, um, this event, that event. I need to call my community. I, I could go on and on about community because that's that's why I created We Sweet and it is very, very, very near and dear to my heart. And um, I believe in it wholeheartedly. So even if you are 
to the point where you are down on your knees and you are just not okay. I need for you to even send a text if you can't pick up the phone. Leverage somebody in your community if they need to come get you and take you somewhere. I need you to lean on your community. So that's what I got to say about how can I effectively care for me and my children. Sometimes mm. you can't physically do it. And when you mm-hmm. can't, that means you got to call somebody. Mm. And, 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 oof, baby, <laughs> I'm going to plug it. Check your circle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We mentioned this in previous episodes. If you're the only one given and you're surrounded by a bunch of individuals who you can't receive from, you may need another circle. It's okay with having more than one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's okay. There are no rules. And, and, you know, to that point, sometimes your community, sometimes your circle um, is not always going to be the people that you may identify closest to you. I have mm. a friend, I have a friend and this, and this is not to say anything ill about my closest friends at all. It, it really is not. I'm, I'm saying this because it's something I did not expect. I have a friend that, you know, she's a more recent friend and I met her through work And I was going through some stuff and she kept calling me. She kept texting me and I wasn't in a space to really be, you know, talking to people. I just was like, I want to be left alone. Mm -hmm. And when I tell you that she wouldn't let up, she sending messages. Do I need to come over? Do you need me to bring some food? Do I need to take you to urgent care? Do I need to take you to the doctor? Can you share your location with me if you don't mind? I just want to make sure that you okay, even if you don't feel like talking. Mm. And this is somebody that I, you know, I have friends that I've had in my life for over 10 years. And they and they have my location. And I talk to mm-hmm. them. And I call them. And they text. And they say, are you okay? They do all the same things. So, again, I'm not saying anything bad about them. I'm simply saying there was someone in my community that was ready to show up and deploy that I didn't even know. So sometimes your community is is far stretched wide, even when you don't think it is. When you think I have nobody to call, like, okay, doc, I hear you talking. I don't have those type of people to call. I don't have a mom living anymore. My grandparents are gone. My best friend lived, you know, 13 hours away. I don't have that. I want you to take a very close look at who is around you because the people that you may not think would show up for you like that, they just might. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, sis. I'm done. Sis. I'm done. I'm about to I'm about to piggyback. It's gonna be a little bit redundant, but that just goes to show how God is confirming something. Oh, well, you know, exactly. <laughs> you know, when 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 it is when it is uh repeated or or in some form or fashion overlaid that's because the lord need to make sure you heard it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) so so, you know do your thing girl do your thing really quickly moms how can i effectively care for me and my children point number one never ever be afraid to ask for assistance or guidance being a parent doesn't come with a manual number two We learn from our parents' mistakes, things we see on television and social media and other experiences. However, your learning doesn't have to stop there. 
be okay with engaging in parent support groups. Mm -hmm. Also, be okay with asking your child's pediatrician for resources. Communication is key. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Communication is key. Oh, Lord, have mercy. It's so hard. It's so hard because when people when people are just in that space of I'm not OK and they don't want to communicate, you need you need some soldiers. And I keep referring to the military for a reason. You need some soldiers that have a, a don't let up mentality. Yes, you you have. Some, you need to have some trained to go people in your circle. As yes, they say, some by so any means necessary. Some by know? any means necessary, trained to go. That's that's that Birmingham <laughs> coming out of me, you know. But uh, that's some I'm ready. I'm ready for whatever. Yes, I'm ready for whatever. And you know, I recall a time. I got to let this go because we've been online for a while. But I recall a time in college, and it's this guy to this day that's like a brother of mine. I have to bring him on. I call him my brother, and um. You know, we don't get to talk all the time, but we we make sure that we never miss each other's birthdays and, and we, we show up when we when it's important and we need to. But he's a brother to me and I will never forget a time when we were in college. Something happened. A good friend of his that I was dating at the time, you know, he heard some people bothering me when I was, you know, coming over to where he lives and he comes downstairs. And then my brother, as I call him, showed up downstairs with him. And I was like, well, wait a minute. What did y'all come to do? And they were like, well, we heard, you know, people down here and we just wanted to make sure you were okay." And. I looked at my brother. I said, so you just showed up at his word and you don't even know what you're getting yourself into. And he said, I don't need he said, I don't need to know. My brother called me. So that mean I was coming. You have to have some you called me. So I'm coming type people in your life. Oh, yes, ma'am. You you have to have that. So um, or somebody called on your behalf because sometimes all you can do is say sis I need something and mm-hmm. that one text is going to set off the whole army on their way mm. so you know that's where we that's that's where we can uh, wrap that up sis do you have any other words last and finally moms you are loved you are appreciated and we salute you mm-hmm 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 I echo it. I echo it. All right. So um, we were speaking earlier about um, how you can get some help. And so I, w- I will um, do what I always do and, and list myself. But for the sake of this particular episode, I want you to make sure that you capture Dr. Johnson's information. To our listeners, if you enjoyed this chat today and you're looking for your community or looking to dive deeper into your health and wellness, check us out on Instagram at Dr. Dakeese L or search hashtag WeSweetPodcast. To connect with Dr. Johnson on Instagram, check out Armed With Resilience. You can, again, at Armed With Resilience, find her on Instagram. And um, sis, I don't know if you want to give them any other pointers of how to connect with you um, or if that's okay. That's so that's oh fine indeed. Just send okay. me a DM, shoot me a message, and then I'll give more information. Okay. And for any of our ladies that you know may not be on Instagram, um, you can certainly also get in contact with us by email. 
Um, for me, it's info at wesweetpod.com. And then, Doc, you want to leave your email for those that might not have social. Absolutely. It is resilience at gmail.com. Perfect. And if this message landed on your heart, not only for yourself, but for somebody, please share this message because you never know who is at their very last and needs to hear something good um, or at least helpful. We pray it was good and helpful. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. (laughs) If you are seeking professional support, please follow up with your local mental health agencies. Thank you for joining us in the suite. Don't forget to follow the We Sweet podcast on your favorite listening platform and add me on Insta at Dr. Dr. Dakis L. It's in the podcast bio. See you guys soon.